Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. You know what? You, you make me laugh all the time, Speck. You're the same guy. You know, here we go. Let's just get right into it. Might as well drop the gloves and get this going right now. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now, along with Mark Spector. Stoffer and Spector brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta. Reminder, live racing starts at Century Mile on the 28th of April, and they open up shop there to play some games on April the 1st. How you doing, Spec? You're going to that uh, opening, right? No, I'm not. Where are you going to be? Well, I'm going to be on the road with the hockey team. i got to turn this one up, not that one. There we'll we go. I'll represent both of us there. Though. All right. So, yeah, I'll, we'll, we'll be in Vegas and Colorado, back-to-back games, final third and second and last road games of the year. Okay. And how's that final three road games? Vegas, Colorado, and Calgary. And Calgary. Oh, boy. All right. So, uh, Stafford Inspector again brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta. Some guests on the show received, not Mark. Mark doesn't get them. Actually, you have received them before. Gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Roos Chris, it's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to uh, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Maggie and the staff that Oilers now sent you. So, it has been uh, an ugly four-game stretch for the Oilers. They get the, uh, you know, they blow the game against New Jersey. There's no other way to describe that. Every player would tell you, we blew that game. We weren't New Jersey, you know, they didn't have Taylor Hall. They didn't have Nico Heischer. Uh, they had several other players injured, but the Devils were quick on Poxy. had been embarrassed the night before in Calgary, giving up six in the third. They were ready to play, and the Oilers lost some momentum uh, dropping that game at home. They go to Arizona. They played hard. They played a competitive team, a good team. Right now, a team in the playoffs found a way to win 3-2 in overtime, and then it fell apart last two games in Vegas and in uh, St. Louis, where clearly... Two things for me. Nah, three things, and then I'll get you to comment. Number one, Koskinen has to be better. I think fatigue has set in for him. He's not used to take a look at the amount of appearances he's had the last four years over in Russia. This has been a lot of work for him, and he's not used to -to back-to-backs. And when that happens, certain aspects of his game drop, including his shoulders. Backs in, he plays deep in his crease, and he's back in his crease and hunching his shoulders. And guys in this league can shoot the puck. So he's having a problem in goal. That's number one. Number two, the team has no scoring depth, Mark. They can't score their way out of any problems. And number three, their top guys are exhausted. And that's a so they, when they play the good teams, and right now St. Louis is a good team, and Vegas, oh, they're a good team. Vegas is a really good team. Uh, I mean, Vegas, you know what pumped San Jose the next night, seven to three. Um, they get exposed, and so that's where we're at right now. Are you which which are you on? Which one are you on here? You're on the right mic. Okay. Yeah, they're they're uh, and the problem with goaltending is it it saps the belief in your team. Like yeah. I see a team that knows they don't have goaltending, and I see a team now that when that bad angle glove side puck goes like there's a bad goal every night, and the minute it goes in, that you could just see a team that goes oh well. We don't score a lot, and now we got to score an extra one because the the nightly bad both, goals. Not, on both it. both games against St. Louis and Vegas, the orders were flat in the first ten minutes, and Koskinen actually made several good saves. Yeah, well, that's what they pay him for, Bob. Yeah, yeah. 
you know, you can't just make some good saves and then let in a bad no, one every night. It's not good I just enough. said he didn't play well enough over the last uh, four. There's an issue here. The team doesn't believe in the goalie. I'm telling you right now. Yeah. You know NHL players. I know NHL players. You're looking at bad goals. I'm looking at bad goals. They're looking at bad goals. They know there's a bad goal every night. Right? You cannot tell me that those players believe in that goalie. They'll tell you they do because they have to. Yeah. There's no way they believe in that goalie. So you don't think he's any good? I'm not going to say he's any good, but he's about a two and a half million dollar goalie, not a four and a half million dollar goalie. At, at, at this stage, he's, he has to play better. He has to improve. The one they did, he did. Everybody. You can't go to war with him next year as your number one, can you? Well, they might not have a choice here, Mark. Well, then. Hey, don't Brandon, char- don't charge mark, me for playoff tickets. Can you, can you mark this one down? Because <laughs> I'm talking to the same guy that wrote a piece in the uh, playoffs two years ago about how the Oilers won a game with Adam Larson. They won the trade because they could never win with Taylor Hall this year way. Ah, that's and not what two, I wrote. And then two years that's later, what I two wrote. years later, you said that Peter Shirelli got killed in the deal. So which one was it, Mark? I so, never said that. So this time next year, if. If Koskinen, because here's here's what I think. I think Koskinen is exhausted. I don't think he's used to the workload. Um, I think the team gives up way too many opportunities. No doubt about that. He is getting exposed, partially from fatigue and partially because he needs to work on his glove. But you know what else, Mark? He was crappy handling the puck early in the years, and he didn't play angles very well early in the year. And I'm not talking up high. I'm talking down low, and he fixed those aspects of his game. How old is Koskinen? Uh, 30 turning 31. And you're going to get a glove hand at 31 if you don't have That's, one yet? You, your your perspective is fair. My point is this guy puts in the work. It works like heck, for sure. And he's a good guy and all those things. And, and right now is not performing right? like a $4.5 million goaltender. Oh boy. He's being paid $2.5 million. Yeah. He's had, here, here's the thing, he's had, frankly, typical stretches. He's had a run where he was lights out at home, and then it kind of got figured out. And then he played better over a stretch, and then more recently, he has struggled again. Well, And the strange thing about Mikko Koskinen, his numbers uh, up until the last couple of games have actually been really good. Right, His save percentage is high. If you just looked at the goalie's numbers, you'd go, this guy's all right. But when he plays well, the ones that go in are still often bad goals. I'm thinking of the Rangers game. He only let in two goals in that. Was it 3-2 overtime? Yeah, he gave up a bad goal to... There, uh, there's three, two goal goals in the game, yep. and you go, okay, my goal I let in two. That, uh, that's sufficient. But they were both crappy goals. You know, Mark... So the point I'm trying to get out here is, uh, what, I, what I'm thinking is that the, the, the number of bad goals would, would catch up to the good save percentage. That, in fact, the save percentage would stay high and it's the, goal, the bad dropping. goals would go down. It's dropping. But, in fact, it's going the other way. The save percentage going down, the bad goals are going up. Do you think what's in front of them plays a factor? Of course, a huge factor. Right. Huge factor. So they've got a healthy defense, and they've gone 8-5-2 with relatively healthy, because Sekera is not. I mean, there's no explosiveness in his stride at all. He got walked last night by Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah. Right? And, and Mark, I'm going to say it right now. I could foresee in two years from now, only two of the six defensemen that are here right now being on the team. Well, sure. Because they're going to have to transition. They're going to have to improve because the game's changed. They're going to need a different type of defense. Everything should change, Bob. Like, yeah. let's talk about the PK. It's 30th again. That is. How many seasons in a row has this been a has the PK no, been? Since November of 2016, since the moment they sent Anton Lander, who's not even a good well, like, He's not, not a five on five player, right. but he was committed to the role okay. of the task. I think that's just happenstance. I'm not blaming three years of hockey on a minor league hockey player. Talbot had lights out 
uh, numbers on the PK for the first two months of the 16-17 season. They've had a crappy penalty killing for two years. They have. It, it's, yeah, it's been and it, awful and it, for a long time. And they've had two different guys coach, Jim yep. Johnson and Trent Yanni, who for three straight years had a top five penalty killing unit in the NHL. He should know how to coach it. You know what they, you know what they, you know what they don't have? They don't win face-offs on the penalty kill. And the, general the ma- and the general manager, in his infinite wisdom, who was given complete and total autonomy, traded away Ryan Strom, who was slowly developing into a useful third-line right-shot center that could win some draws in the beat game. Right. And embracing his role, which is, you know, yet another reason why he's not here. I'm just saying with Koskinen, yes, he has to do his work to improve, and the glove is a legitimate concern long-term. He's never had it. It's not like he came here with a good glove. In fact, I believe Peter Chiarelli, when he signed him, said, yeah, his glove's kind of iffy, right? Yeah. And every, what is it, once every four or but five games, think... he, he gets hit in the glove with one that lands at his feet you know and gets poked in the net. were in the last two games? Lots to not very many, Bob. You're right. And that's... No, we're not talking about if Miko Koskinen is to blame for the last two games. That's not what we're saying. The whole team wasn't good enough. They weren't going to win no matter who was in goal. He needed to be. But the he... point is, this guy's your goalie for the next three years at four and a half, and he's at this point does not look like a, a 1A goalie. He's a 1B tops, and that's way too much money. Now you got to go out and find another guy. You're going to have to pay him $4 million to get the guy not. good enough to make this you, work. You pay a guy $2 million. Yeah, Who are you going to find? We'll this, see. We'll how see. much goalie do you the need? Goal, the goaltender right? is the one position where I believe where the market dictates that it's actually preferential to the team. If you had Curtis McElhaney and Koskinen, is that enough goaltending? Curtis McElhaney has been pretty good this year with Carolina. I'm asking you. He helped get him in. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Hey, Mark. Yes, Koskinen's got a weak glove hand. I will concede that. He yeah. has to work on it. He also so couldn't handle a puck. He also couldn't handle a puck. <clears throat> Excuse me. He couldn't handle a puck, and he was getting beat on goals, not high, but low on sharp angles early in the year, and he has fixed that part. That's what I'm saying. Well, and then the other part is, I believe, maybe because I'm the eternal optimist, the owners can't have a uh, – they're going to have greater depth up front. They have to. Now, here's the catch. Can't sit there and count on Benson. Can't sit there and count on Yamamoto to come up here and start next year. They have to go find players cheaply, may I add. <laughs> they they got to get creative. And So when somebody calls them and says two years ago, hey, uh, Brandon Peary is unsigned. Why don't we sign Brandon Peary? Instead of saying, well, you know, uh, we got this guy. No, 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 no. Yeah. You're, like Daniel Carr and Brandon Peary, both with the Vegas Gold. Brandon Peary's got 14 goals and 30 NHL games over the last two years. Okay. Do you think he could help Is he you? in Vegas right now? He's in, yes, he's in yeah. Vegas. Okay. He's in Vegas right now. Daniel Carr can't even get into Vegas. Yeah. He can play in the NHL. He's a leading scorer in the American Hockey League. And he's not a 21-year-old kid. These guys are older veteran players yeah. that can come in. The Oilers have to get more skill and speed in their lineup, right? So, And they have to do it cheaply, mm-hmm. which means they have to get creative. And there was a lack of imagination over the last two summers. Well, and, a guy, and a guy who had total autonomy, in, and Mark, he didn't really want to hear from anybody else. Mm-hmm. Now, Luke Philp just signed for Calgary, with Calgary. What do you think of that, Bob? We'll discuss that when we come back. Let me put my thoughts together. This is Oilers Now. 
This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 12.49, the chiseler out of Las Vegas has texted the show. As a guy that always gets it, I always love hearing you two to open. You and I trading blows back in the day never happened, but it probably should have stopped. But Maroon Cassian going out to dinner the night before, then dropping him, that's awesome. Trust me, Bob, Derek England can still play, and the Blues aren't that good, Bob. They're going to be one and done. I think so. Players are definitely wrong. Uh, Flurry by far, is better than Carey Price because Jack and I said so. You make me laugh, I'll take Speck at minus 250 out. There we go. That's from the Chiseler. You get any text from any of your buddies uh, on the show today, Speck? Yeah, my one buddy says that Miko Koskinen should be down to spring training working on that glove. Ouch. There you go. Oh, there you go. This fall, you can join New <laughs> U.S. Travels, Dennis Lalliberti on an exclusive visit to Italy and Greece, a spectacular 16-day holiday. It starts with a nine-day tour to Italy. You go to Rome, Florence, and Venice with daily guided tours. Then you board NCL Cruise Lines for a spectacular seven-night Greek island cruise, including meals, nightly entertainment, a private sunset dinner, and gorgeous Santorini, plus parking at Value Park at the Edmonton International Airport. 50% sold out now. Call New West Travel. Book on newwesttravel.com. Hey, Mark, just before we get to Luke Phil. That was pretty cool with Maroon and Cassian. Yeah, I, I didn't realize, uh, of course, when the fight started that they'd been out there. I knew they must have been buddies. They're the same kind of guy. They yeah. played yeah. team together. So you could I tell ever, that if I ever see them in any place on the road, I just you know the rule: you don't say anything. Yeah. Right. In fact, the yeah. first thing I say to them is, "You didn't see me here." So yeah. that's translation, right? But uh, yeah, Drew was able to find out that yeah, Connor cool. and Cassian went over to Maroon's for dinner. Maroon's wife, they, they own a bunch of uh, restaurants in St. Louis. Yes. They, so we've been to, I, I know, <laughs> I went there a couple of years ago with somebody. You should see Maroon at uh, Vivo's. Yeah. Matter of fact, they're not a sponsor of the show, so you're not supposed to free. Yeah, but they help us with our golf tournament, Bob, so they're good people. Uh, and okay. the food's fabulous. All right. There you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, you're, you're trying to... You're trying to Upset me here. So tell me, yeah, tell me about Luke Philp. What are your feelings on that Golden Bear going to the uh, Calgary Flames, Bob? I applaud the Calgary uh, Calgary Flames organization for looking anywhere for players mm-hmm. and being open-minded. Uh, if you look at the Oilers next year on the farm, theoretically, I would have Cooper Marodi with Tyler Benson and Connor Yamamoto on my first line. I would have uh, Ryan McLeod with Ostap Safin, who's been injured all year and just returned for Halifax, and Kirill Maximov, who scored 40 goals this year in Ontario. You put three junior guys together in the same line? First-year pros? Well, they put the three kids this year together. Yeah, okay. Right? Uh, and then uh, you still got Cameron Habig, so it's like seven forward prospects. Mm-hmm. Uh, realistically, I think Benson's pro- Benson's closer than Yamamoto at this stage. Okay. Marodi, I know Marodi got games. I know Peter Shirelli believed that Marodi could step in and replace what Strom did. He was wrong. Uh, Brody has to work on his quickness and his strength. Yeah, yeah. but he I does. W- but I will tell you, at the AHL level, he's a real good player. Well, okay. but but now Benson, I think, is the closest. Mm-hmm. But I think it's great the Oilers have kept him down. Which brings us to Luke Philp. Hmm. I think there is room for the Oilers to sign Luke Philp. Uh, it would have put him at roughly forty-five to forty-six contracts already. Oh, that's right? fine. Right for in next season. However, the decision makers decided that uh, they didn't feel they thought they were a little tight up against it. Um, Calgary's willing to take a chance. I don't. I mean, the Oilers were hard in on Spencer Fu. Fu has not gained any traction with the Flames. I mean, the Flames are better. They've also signed some guys and added yeah, some players. Yeah, but listen, the, the the that group of the college free agents. What are they called? Group. 
whatever sixes or whatever they are. Um, uh, they're hitting mess, man. They're hitting mess. Right, you know, and, Jason, that's what, and Calgary has taken a flyer. And Luke Phelps sure. from Canmore. Um, oh, but but you saw my tweet. They yes. think he can play at least. He's a free player. It's a gr- it's a great story for you sports. And it's frustrating for me as somebody. Look, you and me both love the U. You do love the U of A program. Yeah, I like know, sure. Right? I love the U of yeah, A I watched program. him play twice See, this weekend. Right. And I, you know what? I actually had a guy out of Bassano, Alberta, on Twitter, put the, the game on TV so I could watch about eight minutes of the second period. Oh, really? Yeah. On through his, his, through his on, on Through his Twitter account. How cool was that? That is cool. But, but so I didn't see much. How is Phelps' health? Do we know? I, it's, I think it's a high ankle. So he's out for a month. Like he's so he's signed for the next two years anyway. Yeah, he's he's not going to like absolutely. Play this year. I'm disappointed that Edmonton didn't. Yeah, sign you, him yet. I mean they're not so. First of all, they're not at a contract crunch, and they're not so laden with talented players that they couldn't find. Even if the guy helps you at the American League level, uh, you know. As a little bit older I, guy, I, I think like you're talking about a line of three rookies next year coming out of out of the yeah, junior. Yeah, I'm just saying you got those. Th- I'm not sure they're going to play together. But okay, but my point is, how old's Phil? Twenty three. Three. So there's an older guy, three years older than all you know than Kirill Maximov and those guys, yeah. and that can't hurt well, you. Well, you know, like Gambardella, he's a restricted free agent. I'm going to assume he's from the same school as Craig McTavish. I'm going to assume he's going to get. Uh, qualified here. Not sure if Russell does. He, well, Russell Gambard, is, be a two-way deal still, though. Russell is a uh, Group Six and has had a real good year, plus-minus wise, and probably okay. can, right. He might get interest from other clubs. Do you re-sign Brad Malone? That's see for me. I might have gone with a young. I, I might have gone with a younger guy that has a higher offensive ceiling, but I'm not putting the you know. The farm, the farm team's the least of the Oilers' concerns right now. They're twenty-one. No, it's not. But but it's adding skill. Well, what it is, it's 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 talent evaluation. Yeah. That's what the uh, has failed the Oilers over the years in a lot of places. Uh, on your amateur side, drafting a good draft pick is basically talent evaluation and progressing. Um, it, this is a sixth or seventh round pick that you're bringing in as a freebie. That's that's yeah, it was not even. You don't have to spend a sixth right, round. You don't pick. have He's to free. use. You don't have He's to a use, free player. That's what it is. It's a free so player. So that would be my only question is what the Oilers are saying here. Having looked at him, having had the kid in their own town, having sent guys McTavish and Housen, I think had been at games. Certainly McTavish had watched him play at UVA sure. many times. So we're looking He's, at talent evaluation. The Oilers are saying, you know what, we're, we don't think this will be a player. The Flames are saying, we think he will. I'm not saying either of them are right. Now let's see. Yeah. You know, now I, let's see. I know that Craig Conroy went into Regina to see him play. Yeah. Like, when you go, it's one It's one thing to yeah. drive across the river to go yeah, see right. Phil, Phil play. Tree Living was in... Uh, at the, yes, at the University Cup. Yeah, in Lethbridge. Uh, so now, they were, they, they like him and they think he can play. Yeah, so let's know, see who's right. Now they're also... You know, I mean, you know the story. I pushed Peter for three straight years on Derek Ryan. Not this past summer when he signed the three-year deal. The three years before that when the opportunity was to get it on him cheap. So, yeah, And he's an NHL player. He's an NHL. Pretty useful guy in Calgary. And I'd say at the same age right now, Phelps better than Derek Ryan was. Right. At the same age. I'm not saying he's going to become a better player. I'm saying at the same age. Well, By the way, another interesting uh, story. Jason Fram, who's a defenseman, I mentioned this in yesterday's yeah. show. He's I, going to the K? <laughs> yeah, I bumped into Dave King in Arizona Saturday night. He goes, yeah, well, Fram's going to go play for uh, Kuhnlin and uh, Red Star. I'm like, what? <laughs> that's, he goes, yeah, that's the Chinese goes, team in he, the K. He goes, yeah, his, wife, his mother's from Singapore, so he will be playing for the Chinese Olympic team in 2022. That's awesome. That's, that is, and he's a pretty good, you know, I actually, so Vegas and Calgary were the two organizations that, 
may have reached out the most on the U of A guys. Mm-hmm. And um, both of those organizations asked about uh, uh, Fram as well. I mean, one guy was player of the year. One guy is defenseman of the year. Sure. So Why not? Now, you watch the game. Could they have won that game? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, they had every, you know, they. I mean, losing Philip early hurts hurts your team because he's your best player. But then you get a bunch of power plays and you can't. You don't have Philip. Well, nope. he's the main cog of your power play. They, they couldn't figure out how to have an effective power play without Philp on it. By That's the way, what the hurt. five on three, remember when they got the five on yep. three and yep. Brandon McGee took the penalty right away? Yeah. He was replacing Philip in that spot. He was. Yeah. And there's, there's, it's the little. I thing. mean, it's a bit of an excuse because they're and, still an exceptionally good team. And, and so was New, New Brunswick. And New Brunswick's a really good team. Listen, I, they're the two best teams in the country. They're going to the play last decade. Yeah, they're going to play long. a one-goal game as it is. Uh, this is Duke and Kentucky, right? For sure. Now. That's Absolutely. what it is. That, that, and then one team loses the their best play. player. The other teams did they get right. an empty net or no? It was four-two well, I mean, final, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and close, close game. Zach Sachenko had a tough game. You know, and you know, it's uh, 12 uh, 58. This is Oilers now. Bob Stoffer, Mark Spector with you. Uh, we'll get back to some Oilers talk and some league talk in a second here after a global news weather traffic update. Eileen Bell. Oilers now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 6 30 Chad.